Okay, so today we're going to talk about the ears and what we hear and uh, discerning and knowing, taking the time to differentiate what voice we're hearing. And so there's going to be a lot of questions to ponder and things to consider. And I want you to, to take the time and to, to do that to think about these things on a personal level. It's not that you have to tell anyone, but this is time that the Lord wants to open up a door of understanding that you recognize in your mind who's talking. And uh, it can be such a, a growth today. A door can be opened of revelation and understanding of what's been holding your mind captive. And so... There's no battle too big or no circumstance too um, large that God can't battle and conquer. And so I just want to encourage you as you listen today, can we really hear from the enemy? And then the other part is going to be about how the demonic tries to uh, entrap us in pits and snares in our mind. And so we... As much as we don't want to hear the voice of the enemy, this exercise today, this teaching today is about recognizing and listening to the voice of the enemy so that you know his voice and you know God's voice and you can clearly make the choice to heed the voice of the Father. I'm not saying to give in to the enemy. I'm not even saying to ask for the enemy to speak. No, I'm saying that this exercise is to discern where is that thought coming from? Does that line up with the Word of God? Is that God's nature? And so I just encourage you today to take a a step of faith and take a moment. And also it's so vital for your prayer today to to pray. um, Pray as the Lord leads in helping you to grow in this area. Because each and every one of us are in different places of growth in this area. Some of us have conquered a lot. Some of us have conquered certain things. But we're all um, still dealing with this, okay? Because we will deal with this until the day that we're called home. Um, Because the enemy knows his time is short. But what we can have is strength and endurance and truth and we can be fortified in God's kingdom and so today is about the discernment of who's talking to me what voice is that in my head so that we can overcome and we can be strong and um, so I pray that today is a blessing um, for this growth and this understanding and if you have any questions please text me and let me know okay God bless everybody. Okay, we're going to focus on the ears in this series right now and the question is is can we really hear from the enemy can you really hear from him I mean how can that be how can the enemy speak to us 
These may be some of the questions that you've asked yourself and that you're seeking answers to. The fact is that most of us have already heard the enemy in our mind most of our life. Have you ever stopped to consider that some of the thoughts that you've been having stirring around in your mind were planted from the enemy or from people that the enemy used? Think about the years that you heard in your mind, the things that were not edifying, they were not encouraging, and they didn't exhort you. Thoughts such as like this, you'll never amount to anything. Why don't you take that knife and just cut yourself? Why don't you run your car into that tree off the road? Your spouse doesn't love you. They are, take, they are talking about you. Nobody will ever love you. We've all heard these kind of thoughts in our mind and they've rolled around in our mind and unfortunately, some of these thoughts we have taken captive. I mean, we've actually believed them. The thoughts are produced from a lying spirit that attacks us through our mind and our emotions. They attack the very soul of who we are. We sit and we think about these things that are said until we rot and stink. So we start to believe these lies and they come a part of us and we find ourselves thinking suicidal thoughts, getting depressed, even worrying whether or not our spouse really loves us or if they're cheating on us. Can you relate to this stuff? 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 and 5 says this, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity in the obedience of Christ. Now that is profound because this is exactly the warfare that we experience on a daily basis, is that when we hear somebody say something, not that we're attacking them because we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and spiritual wickedness. And so we need to decipher who's saying what. Is that the enemy saying that? Is that their flesh saying that? Or is God speaking? It's just like when we hear. Are we hearing from the enemy? Are we hearing our own flesh talk? Or are we hearing God speak? So we need to take our thoughts captive and bind over our mind to the mind of Christ. So we want to have the mind of Christ. It is when we entertain these lying spirits and negative thoughts that we can effectively hear from God. So we have to practice that binding. And God's not expecting for us to get in a full-blown, all-out war. We just need to start commanding. I bind you, spiritual wickedness. I bind you, lying spirit. I bind you, negative thoughts. I bind you, manipulator. I bind you, accuser of the brethren, in the name of Jesus. I cover myself in the blood of the Lamb. I call forth the heavenly angels to be dispatched. I command the, uh, the enemy, line up with the word of God and, and be bound into the pit. And I ask for a fiery hedge of protection to go around me so that I can clearly hear from you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So you just make it that simple. We don't want to entertain these lying spirits. 
and these negative thoughts. That's why we can't effectively hear from God because we have to maintain the territory so that we can hear and think clearly because the lies become part of us and who we think we are and we don't want to fall into that snare or that pit. We can't start to believe what the enemy is saying that we're rejected or even think that that God doesn't want to heal us or something. I mean, the enemy likes to lie about all kinds of stuff. If we've struggled with direction, with rejection for a long time, we can't easily start to feel rejection. We can easily start to feel rejection again. And that's when it starts to become a familiar spirit and a familiar attack. It wants to come back home. But God healed this in you. God is healing this in you. And this is a place where we stand and we resist the devil and he will flee. That's James 4, 7. It can be difficult to conquer the past. We do conquer the past through the Lord Jesus Christ. However, when we have to conquer the behavior patterns and habits automatically allowing our thoughts to go in the wrong direction, we have to be very careful. We don't want to fall into those old habits. We don't want to be lax. It's almost like when you put a fence around your yard and you put a dog in your yard, it's for a purpose, right? So the fence is for boundaries and the dog is for um, uh, extra incentive for um, people not to come in your yard unless they're invited, okay? And so it's the same thing in the spiritual realm, the prayer, is the boundary line defense just like christ put the line in the sand with the woman who was going to be stoned so we have to pray god's boundaries to affirm ourselves like god i'm trusting in you you're surrounding me i'm proclaiming that you're hedging me and then you the, the bulldog or the dog i i bind the enemy I'm closing the door to the enemy. You can't talk to me. I expose you, familiar spirit. You're not invited here. You can't cross the blood in the name of Jesus. And so these are ways that you can start the process of combating the patterns that you automatically have had in the past to allow the enemy to talk to you and tie you up and these lies. And this is not what God wants. He wants us to stand up because the enemy wants to torment us. And so there's, you can bind tormenting spirits and you can bind uh, lying spirits because they try to attack us and then suddenly we feel rejected again. We feel rejected by a friend based on past struggles. Have you ever heard um, a person say, it feels like I got my, you know, the wound and the band-aid got pulled off again because it's the same wound, different person. And that same wound might be rejection or abandonment or fear. And so how is the enemy going to torment us and lie to us is to continually put those situations in front of us so that our reaction is from the root of what has already happened a long time ago. And so this is where we begin to discern and God wants to give us strategy so that we can begin to break these cycles in our life. And so uh, when our friend um, 
talks to us and we feel rejected on these past struggles that he don't even have to do with her, we have to come to the, the understanding and the truth that our friend didn't reject us. This is a past thing. Due to these reactions from the past, our behavior and our habits of rejection, we establish almost like a doorway, you know? Like if we don't put a stop to it and we don't stand up and we don't take it captive, then we're comfortable with this torment or this uh, recalling the past or that emotion that takes over that allows us to easily feel rejected again. And, and the truth of it, of it all is that this is the enemy that's coming to attack. And so we have to take control in Jesus' name, our battlefield of our mind. And instead of walking into this pit or the snare of the enemy, we're going to walk around it in the name of Jesus. So what have you struggled with? Because I know that everybody has struggled with different things. Maybe it's not rejection. Maybe it's abandonment. Or maybe it's anger. So whatever we've been delivered from, this can become a stronghold that we don't want to be reestablished. We don't want the enemy to come and lie to us again. So I'm saying this and calling it a stronghold because it's a real problem that you have to conquer. And it can become a real problem that you have to conquer again if you allow it to establish itself again. Part of the battle is the training and the understanding and the practicing and the doing and the standing up. And that's what we're doing here. So not only are we practicing in hearing and seeing, but we're also going to practice in standing our ground and discerning and practice are simple commands, which is um, part of your coming against these things so that you can conquer. We do have issues that we need to conquer. There's not one person on this earth that's free from any of that. We're continuing to grow until the day that we're called home. We are students for life in Christ's kingdom. The system that we need to have renewed in our mind is that we have a way to conquer. And the only way we can do that is not of ourselves. It's not our own way. It's Christ's way. So we have to take these lies captive. So if the enemy's saying, I need this alcohol, and, and then you're hearing it, and then you act on it, that's not what... That's not standing guard. That's succumbing. If, if the enemy's saying, no one loves me and no one will ever love me, you have to take that captive or you fall into the snare of what the enemy's doing. Uh, I will never get a decent job or be successful. These are all lies that are behind the stronghold of the enemy that he wants you to latch onto and believe. And, and, and when you do that, it grows and it becomes a root system. After they take the lie, then he knows that that need of alcohol becomes a desire and a lust over time and what God, and then they begin to bury their problems. So we all know people in our life that we love dearly, 
that have experienced these type of warfares with alcoholism and drugs and even food. In fact, this is what the enemy wanted them to believe from the get-go, is that they need these things to survive. The food, the alcohol, the drugs. Now that that we've been delivered from something, because now we're going back to we've been delivered, or if we haven't been delivered, then we need to get to a place of deliverance. We have to set ourselves free from the snare of the enemy. Can you realize that? Like his tactics, these snares? Can you believe that you were indeed hearing and believing his lies? I mean, I think about my own testimony and I'm shaking my head like, whoa, (laughs) all those years. But I was a victim to the enemy and never stood up for myself. So we need to set a foundation early as we go through this, okay? that the enemy does indeed speak to us. Otherwise, we might have difficulties differentiating between the voices and the thoughts dropped into our mind. A thought such as, go ahead and pick up that drink. You know you need another one. Or um, even the voice, uh, one more won't hurt, or you'll feel much better. We need to be equipped to recognize the voice of the enemy so that we can combat the attacks of the enemy. You know, I can remember being a kid listening to cartoons talk about, you know, your conscience and the devil on one side and, and you know, the angel of God um, on the other side. And so it, it makes sense if you really think about it. Those thoughts that you're hearing in your head, we really need to divide them. Jesus recognized the voice of the enemy when Satan spoke to him in the desert. If Satan spoke to Jesus, wouldn't he surely speak to us? I mean, the word says that we're not greater than our master, right? In Matthew, Satan tempted Jesus and spoke to him several times. And this is Matthew 4, uh, verse 3 through 11. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then the devil took him up to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, You shall give his angels charge over you, and in the hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, It is written again, that you should not tempt the Lord your God. And again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Then he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. And then the devil left him. Behold, the angels came and they ministered to him. Do you see that every attack, Jesus brought the word of God as a defense. That was his sword, and the enemy couldn't do anything about it. So that's what it means when we read the scripture a minute ago about tearing down every stronghold, pulling down every stronghold, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge 
of Jesus Christ and bringing it into captivity, that's exactly what Jesus was doing, was bringing that lie into captivity. And uh, it's beautiful. We can learn so much from that when we just stop and just ponder it and think about it. I encourage you to do that. Jesus heard from Satan and kept quoting scripture to, to Satan, and we need to do that too. As a thought comes into our mind, we need to speak it out loud, the scriptures that come against these thoughts. And if you don't particularly know, you know, which one, then do a little bit of research, you know, write down some thoughts that you know of that the enemy continually throws at you, and then go find some scriptures in the Bible, look them up, Google them if you have to, and write them down on postcards or index cards or sheet of paper, and then have it in a place where you can find it, like the fridge, and when the enemy comes in like a flood and starts talking to you and you know that it's the enemy voice, go to the fridge, get the the scriptures and start reading them out loud and the enemy will flee. So we take hold of the word of God. We believe it, we speak it, we know it because it's impossible for us to accomplish, but God brings all impossibilities and makes them possible. So when we are being attacked with the mind-binding thoughts, the Lord spoke, he speaks to us and he tells us things like, your mind is full and stuffed and crammed with all the stuff, but the scriptures will fill it with scriptures. There's no room for doubts and lies now for to take a foothold. Go to my word. So God is awesome. He wants our mind to be filled with the things that will clear our mind, that will set us free. When lies begin to attack, we immediately start quoting scriptures and throwing Satan out of our thoughts. This is what Jesus modeled for us as he should, as we read in Matthew 4, and we want to follow after his footsteps. So we are in a battle. We're in a battle against the mind, and we need to immediately give no place for the devil to use the word of God to twist it or to use it as a weapon against us, and we need to, to use it correctly, untwisted and truthful. We need to be a build, building ourselves up in the word and encouraging one another in the process. If we can't quote, quote the scriptures, then, then let's talk about ways that we can help each other to, um, like I was giving you the example of the postcards or the index cards. We can get creative in jotting down 10 to 15 scriptures that we can have somewhere. We, we could even get a little notebook, a little small notebook we could put in our purse or take with us wherever we go. We need to feed ourselves. We need to feed the spirit of man with the word of God as our nourishment. We need to be filling ourselves up with the word. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why that we need to fill ourselves up with the word. It's not just about to build build our faith because faith come by hearing the word of the Lord. But there's another reason. And it's because of the warfare and the demonic. And so that's what we're going to talk about next.
this is the second part here. The reason why we need to fill ourselves with the Word of God is because the demons don't like the Word. They don't like praise. They don't like you praying. They don't like your commanding. Because when you begin to operate in that manner, as you build your most holy confidence up in the Lord, because He, in, in Him we breathe and move and pray, like He's the reason. When we operate like that, it is a direct threat for the demonic realm. And so the demons through men acknowledged Jesus. When He had come from the other side of the country, um, that man that was demon-possessed, coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass the way, suddenly they cried out, saying, what have, what have you come to do with you? What have we to do with you, Jesus, Son of God? Have you come to torment us before their time? So you see, they, they threw, that man threw himself down before him. These demons knew who Jesus was and used the man's vocal cords to speak out loud. We have to come to terms with with this reality. We learn this in the Word and that place in the Bible where you can read that is Matthew 8, 28 and 29. In Daniel we see an example of a demonic being manifesting through Nebuchadnezzar when Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the expression on his face uh, changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, he spoke and commanded that the heat of the furnace be turned up seven times than normal, and that's Daniel 3.19. Here, Nebuchadnezzar was so angry and furious with his, that his face changed and it became distorted. This was a sign of demonic manifestation. He could have been hearing instructions from demons on what to do to these three men or he could have been acting out in the flesh but i believe that he was acting out in the demonic because of the distortion i know people who've seen this with their own eyes either way we celebrate as in the end we know that god's glory is shown and he alone is victorious as the men are spared from their lives the first way to conquer the lies of the enemy is telling you that the enemy is telling you is to acknowledge how he speaks to you. Okay? We need to step back and think about how the enemy speaks to us. Can you easily recognize that the enemy has spoken to you? If you can recognize how the enemy speaks to you, then you have just exposed him. When we expose the enemy, we begin to take authority over the enemy because he doesn't want to be exposed. He wants to work in the darkness. I can't tell you what a key component that is. It's key that the enemy be exposed. The Exposing the enemy in the beginning of an ending, the spiritual warfare that he's trying to afflict on us, our friends, uh, even at times, expose the enemy that's trying to attack us. And we expose him by sending a text message to our accountability partner. You know, and what that is, is a person that that holds you accountable, you know. And this has to be a an agreed mutual 
friendship relationship with a Christian that that needs the same exact accountability back. We might say, um, we might name the spirit that's attacking, like irritability or um, lying or manipulation or uh, a heaviness, you know, like the spirit is trying to bear down and, and cause you to feel heavy. When you do that and you have that person that is uh, an accountability partner, they'll stand in agreement with you in prayer until the attack stops. And so that's why it's important to have a prayer partner, someone that, that you can trust that will war for you in moments like that. Um, if you can't recognize when the enemy is speaking to you, then, then it's time to spend time seeking God's face so he can help you discern and self-examine and you need God's help to do that you can't do this by rationally or logically doing it because this is a supernatural experience and we need God's help whether or not you have a lying or deceptive spirit active in your life we still need to self-reflect and examine how the enemy speaks to us okay sometimes the enemy just wants to manipulate you with a half-truth We need to realize these facts and embrace the truth and not what the enemy is doing. If you still can't get freedom from this area, then seek the Lord for discernment. It may be that you want to consider praying against any type of religious or legalistic spirits that may be attacking you. You want to reach out to someone who can help you um, in this area and identifying the types of spirits These types of spirits can prevent truth from being revealed to the person. We are not taught about demons and evil spirits growing up, so it can be quite challenging to accept that these evil powers can attack Christians and do daily. If you want to live in the fullness of God, the acceptance of this reality of these unseen rulers and powers, it's crucial so that we can be able to hear clearly from God. You can find more information about that through ministers that teach about spiritual warfare and deliverance. We've lived our lives too long serving the devil, you know, allowing him to have a foothold. We have grown up without God, and now it's time to be even more involved in God and not the sin, because the sin comes from the enemy saying, It's okay to do that drug. It's okay to drink that alcohol. It's okay to steal that money. It's okay to lust after that man or that woman. This is just to name a few things. We have served the enemy without even knowing it. Though our actions, through our actions and our word choices is another way that we can identify that we're unknowingly serving the enemy. We have heard the enemy and not even realized it. Focus on your past for a moment and just think about the times that you didn't quite feel right inside about doing something and you knew it was wrong. This is, this is something that we all go through. It's, there's no finger pointing here. These are times as Christians that we, we need to say that we need to check ourselves, check our spirits and be honest about it with ourselves. It's time that we feel what God has said 
and, and understand what he has said. And it's also time for us to know that that some of these things that we're hearing and believing are not of God. What about the times you thought that you heard from the Lord and it didn't work out the way that it should have? If you heard from the Lord, then why didn't it work out? Well, ask yourself, were you disobedient or did you not do your part to make it happen? Did another person's decision affect your outcome? Did the thief come to kill, steal, and destroy? John 10, 10. If you discern, these are questions you have to ask yourself. It's, it's not God didn't do his job. God is not a liar. God wants to come to give us life in abundance. If you discern that why that situation didn't work out, well, I mean, when we dis- discern this, this situation, it will help us identify more clearly the times that the enemy tries to send confusion when we're hearing from the Lord. Think about that. I'm hearing the word intercept. So God speaks to us, and then the enemy wants to intercept it. So what starts off as being a word of God, if we're not careful, the enemy will come in and hijack that, and we have to stand in our authority. We have to start to recognize these these times that when the enemy comes and does that. I am not saying that every time you've heard something and it didn't work out, it's because the enemy intercepted. I'm not saying that that you didn't hear from the Lord either. I'm saying that we need to be encouraged to look over our past thoughts and, dis- and directions, directives and decisions to make sure that it is exactly from God and not a pattern of confusion. Because the spirit of confusion is not of the Lord. So the moment that you can say, aha, this is an instance where I've heard clearly from the Lord, you begin to be strengthened. We have to discern between what is the enemy and what is the Lord. How do we hear from God? How do we hear his voice clearly? However, I want to point out that that we should also hear that we, sh- we can also hear from the enemy because he's the author of confusion and we're not trying to um, we're not trying to be we don't want to be confused we don't want to be confused so we don't want to make we don't want to come into a place of doubt or unbelief that prevents us from hearing from God this is why we need to recognize and realize that the enemy is the father of lies we also need to communicate with God, cover ourselves. If you are in doubt, then just start to pray to the Lord and tell him the enemy wants to come in and send confusion of what I'm hearing, but I want to hear clearly from you, Father. And and this is a, a tactic to come against that. You know, you can even pray for exposure, revealing, and an uncovering of what the enemy is doing. We need to recognize that his tactics, his battle plan, are um, trying to affect the kingdom of God. And we're gatekeepers, meaning we, we need to check everything that we hear and everything that we see. And, and if it's from the enemy or from God, so that, that we can be effective in the kingdom of God and not be affected by the kingdom of darkness. 
can you recognize how the enemy speaks to you? I mean, this is, I'm asking this again. It's like, can you really recognize when the enemy speaks to you? Because we do need to, we, we need to, um, to keep our ears open to discern because we don't want the counterfeit of God's voice to come in because the enemy will often use prayer time and worship time to even try to, to intercept. And that's not what the Father wants. We need to seek God's direction. He will use uh, that time to bless us tremendously if we'll just listen to Him. We have to fine-tune our ears to the Lord and throw out the things that don't belong. Don't even give it a second thought. If it is not something that God would say, throw it out. Purge your mind from anything that the enemy tries to to give you, to deflect you from what you know God says. Don't listen to it. Don't take it in. Rebuke it. Cast it away. Instantly purge it from your mind. Confess it. Because this distraction is an assignment from the enemy. Are these times that that you can narrow this down based on what you've learned so far? Or do you feel like it is a spirit of discernment? Do you feel like God has already given you a portion of discernment? Because this is important to think about. Jesus Christ and the Heavenly Father, they want you to hear their voice. And that discernment is a gift from them. And it's something that you can pray for. He knows that that we can recognize his voice. He wants us to be obedient to him and to fellowship with him and to be intimate with him. He wants us to know his voice. But he also wants us to know the enemy's voice so that that we will not be deceived. There's a purpose. God doesn't want us to be intimate with the enemy. That's not what I'm saying. He wants us to be intimate with him, but he also wants us to know the voice of the enemy so that we will not take the bait. So as we take this journey and we think about these things, these are some questions that you can ask yourself, okay? What does God speak to you? How does he speak to you? When he speaks to you, where are you? Is it always like, I mean, I know somebody who, when God speaks to her, she's in the car, which is kind of neat, okay? I know people that say, well, God speaks to me everywhere I go. It doesn't matter where I'm at, grocery store, church, you know, my grandbaby's house. God has patterns and how he speaks and when he speaks. And these are things that are beneficial for us to recognize So how does the enemy speak to you? That's another question. How does the enemy speak to you? Can you hear God's voice? And do you know the difference? So these are things that we can focus on uh, for this session. Is how does God speak to me? And where am I when God speaks to me? How does the enemy speak to me? Can I hear God's voice? And do I know the difference? This scripture, Matthew 7, 7, sums it up. It says, ask it and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. 
So ask God, and he will open the door unto you. It's yours just for the asking. So be faithful, be true, and God will come through for you. He will help you in deciphering. He'll he'll help you. So I hope that that has been a blessing for you. It sure was for me, just to kind of slow down for a minute and just think about these things. You know, can we really hear from the enemy? So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, that you're teaching us right now about uh, fine-tuning our ears and discerning your voice and discerning the enemy's voice so that we can follow yours. And so, Father, I just pray for an anointing to fall upon my brothers and sisters and myself that you would increase and multiply our strength in this area. We want to give you the praise and honor and glory and thanksgiving because we know we could do no thing without you. And we thank you for your help. We thank you that we can just be called children of God. We want to walk out our God-given destiny, so bless our ears, Father. In Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach's name I pray. Amen.